0: Holy smokes, Carlos Correa cashes in with the Giants. What effect does that have on the Cardinals' interest in Dansby Swanson? And what's the latest on Carlos Rodon's market? And if the Cardinals were to trade for a starter, who are some of the pitchers they might target? That's all coming up on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there Cardinals fans, I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every single day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio, or follow the podcast at L.O. underscore Cardinals, or you can follow us both. That that wouldn't be a problem at all. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. If you don't like those places, well... You can find us on YouTube as well. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Man, is it good to be a free agent shortstop these days? My gosh. Uh let's go ahead and take you back a few days and let's reminisce a little bit. Wayne's World style. At the beginning of free agency. You had four elite shortstops, right? You had uh, Trey Turner. This is how they were ranked, by the way, too, by most people. Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, Xander Bogarts, and then Dansby Swanson. Trey Turner, formerly of the Dodgers, was the first to sign. And he gets an 11-year, $300 million contract from the Phillies. And we all said, wow, that is a wild number. But good for him, right? Good for him. Great signing for the Phillies. Kind of nuts to think that a guy who has only made one more All Star appearance than Paul DeYoung is worth eleven years of three hundred million dollars, but it is what it is. That's the market right now, and we know Trey Turner is better than that. Like it's actually kind of shocking to know that he's only made two All Star games. That's weird to me. He's got uh, he's got a batting title, but only two All Star appearances. That's that's bizarre. I don't I don't know how that's happened, but it did, uh, but I'm very jealous of this deal, because I thought Turner would have been a perfect fit for the Cardinals, I loved him, top of the lineup kind of guy, speed, he's got pop, when he gets older, he doesn't have to play shortstop anymore, anymore he already knows how to play second base, I mean, there was a lot, a lot to like about Trey Turner, but it wasn't meant to be, okay, he, uh, he wanted to go to Philly, And I don't even think the Cardinals ever even talked to Trey Turner. I don't think we ever even heard those rumors. Uh, Then you got the Padres, who clearly do not handle rejection very well. Okay? They were begging people to take their money. Uh, They they got shot down by Turner, who they reportedly offered $342 million to come to the West Coast, or stay on the West Coast, I should say, since he was already in L.A. He said no. They tried to buy Aaron Judge. He said no, going to stay in the Bronx and uh, the Padres decided that enough was enough, and they gave Xander Bogarts an offer he couldn't refuse, which wound up being an 11-year, $280 million deal, which raised everyone's eyebrows, because when Turner signs, you think that's where the bar has been set. All right, Turner's the best option, 11 years, $300 million, and you thought everybody else would kind of trickle down below that. The only guy that you were kind of like, you know, he might get the same or more would be Carlos Correa, but you certainly did not think... Xander Bogarts was going to score an 11-year deal, but the Padres got a Padre, and that's what they did. I can't wait to see what they try to give Juan Soto. That's going to be bonkers. Anyway, late last night, the third shortstop of the bunch gets signed. Carlos Correa, last year, had a three-year, $105 million deal with the Twins, opted out after one year, and struck it big with the San Francisco Giants, who also, by the way, got shot down by Aaron Judge. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe that, you know, if you get shot down by Aaron Judge, you immediately freak out and you have to give off one of the craziest contracts ever because the Giants threw a 13-year, $350 million deal at Carlos Correa and he said, yes, where do I sign? I mean, my God, talk about betting on yourself and winning to go from what was three-year, 105 to 13, and 350. That's incredible. By the way, Carlos Correa, also has just one more all-star uh, game appearance than uh, Paul DeYoung, two, Two. It's weird, right? Like, wh- who's been starting in these all-star games instead of uh, these guys for the certain teams? Xander Bogarts? Yeah. Um, which now leaves Dansby Swanson. He's the final elite shortstop available on the market. Now, the Cardos were linked to him last week, which got us all a little bit excited, didn't we? We, we got a little bit like, ooh, what? That's pretty cool because it was a very – out of the normal Cardinals box type of thing to happen. You know, we, we don't get talked about amongst the big free agents. That's not something the Cardinals normally do. And especially now, when you, when you consider how much money we thought he was going to make back then, even then we were like, well, he might be a little too much for the Cardinals. And now, after seeing the other three all get 11 or more years and 280 million or more, Like, what is Swanson going to be worth now to someone who is desperate to get a shortstop? The Twins just lost Correa. They tried to keep him, reportedly offered him 10 years and close to two hundred and eighty-five million billion. So would they offer Swanson the same deal? I mean, depends on how bad they want a shortstop. Uh, The Cubs were linked to all of these guys, and despite signing Cody Bellinger and Jamison Tyon, they haven't made that, that huge splash move. So do they throw the bag at Swanson? And say, you know what, we'll we'll give it to you. Are the Braves even moving on? Uh, we haven't really heard much about any negotiations between Swanson's former team, the Atlanta Braves, and uh, you know the guy that's been their shortstop the last few years. Um, maybe they think that that's too much money to pay, and they got uh, you know the Grisham kid ready to go. So uh, maybe they're not worried about it. Uh, what about the Red Sox, who just lost Bogarts? Would they be interested in Dansby Swanson? And then you've got the Cardinals, who, despite appearing to be pretty darn happy with Tommy Edmond as their starting shortstop, continue to have their name brought up as possible destination for Swanson as well. Uh, MLB Network's John Morosi brought it up again today, saying, quote, do we see a team like the Cubs, the Cardinals, maybe the Red Sox jump back in the market for a shortstop or the Minnesota Twins, who no longer have Carlos Correa? Like, they keep getting name-dropped as if they are a part of this. But I'm sorry, but doesn't it make you laugh just a little bit? Like, a little bit. Don't you got to giggle when you hear our name involved with Dansby Swanson right now after seeing what these other guys made? I mean, what in the Cardinals' history with Bill DeWitt and John Mosaylock running things would give you the idea that this franchise is ready to fork over something close to a 10-year contract worth between, let's say, 250 and $300 million to a 29-year-old free agent who has had two really good seasons under his belt. I mean, I'm sorry. I want to be optimistic. I really do, because that's my nature. But at these prices, I just do not see this happening at all. And especially with a very capable shortstop and Tommy Edmond already here, you're not in desperate mode where you don't have one, which was the problem with the catching position, like, you didn't have one. So you had to go find somebody. You narrowed it down between Sean Murphy and Wilson Contreras. You decided which one you thought was worth whatever. It was going to be prospects or money. You decided money was the better route to go. They got Contreras. But they don't have to get a shortstop, okay? Tommy Edmonds, pretty darn good. They also have Mason Wynn. He's at A right now. Probably going to start at AAA Memphis this year. But I'm assuming they believe he'll be around at the major league level, probably, if not next year, which might be a stretch, but probably the year after that, and for sure in three years, right? So where these guys are are getting that the Cardinals would be interested in Swanson still is beyond me. You know, we talked about yesterday that you got you to gotta take these reports as just kind of speculation and for fun in certain ways. And uh, this is one of them where I'm like, what? I would be shocked. I would be shocked if something like that materialized because it is just not what they would normally do. You know, you look at some of the contracts that uh, they've handed out over the years and some of them that, uh, that just didn't happen, you know, as much as myself and others wish they'd get more aggressive with their spending to put themselves in a better position to compete for a world championship, not just an mental central division crown, but a world championship. It's just not the model that they follow. It just hasn't been. And it's true that they've reportedly offered bigger deals. Remember, they offered a huge contract to uh, Albert Pujols when he left. You know, he said no. He took the bigger deal to go to L.A. They tried to get Giancarlo Stanton. They offered Jason Hayward a big deal that was reportedly close to $200 million. Thank God he did not sign that. Can you imagine if the Cardinals were stuck with that right now? I mean, the Cubs just let him go and still have to pay him. What was it, $22 million this year? Can you even imagine like we're freaking out. They got to pay Paul DeYoung, like $9 million. Uh, You imagine if Hayward was on the books for 22 right now. Oh, uh, Goldie signed that five year, $130 million extension. They traded for the Arenado contract. So it's not like they won't spend money, but this just does not seem to be the Cardinal way. Now that the price has escalated the way it has for these guys. And, uh, a guy we've been banging the table for that I think would be worth a big contract is pitcher Carlos Rodon. I think that his stuff would be something that would push this team to that next level and compete for a world championship. So I've got the latest on his situation. Plus, who are some of the possible trade targets that the Cardinals could go after instead of trying to sign free agents? We've got all of this coming up today on Locked on Cardinals betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news and analysis. We're talking about odds. They've got the latest ones for you. They've got the latest trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to uh college football, you know, you got the bowls coming up. Uh basketball, World Cup. World Cup, man. They've got it all at betonline.net. Today, you had France, uh, France knock off Morocco 2 to nothing in the semifinals of the World Cup, which means Sunday morning France versus Argentina in the finals, which on paper seems like uh, like, like a dream matchup, right? Uh, Messi going for his first World Cup win against the defending champions. And to make it more interesting, you could place some money on that game. You know, you could do that. Make the World Cup event even that more exciting by placing a bet at betonline.net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Do the smart thing. Head to the website today, or if you want, you can use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. So as of right now, at this very moment of this recording, Carlos Rodon is still a free agent. Now, the Yankees have been the name that has popped up the most when it comes to teams that are trying to be aggressive in signing him. Uh, His former team, the Giants, also apparently still in on trying to sign him as well. But a report from MLB Network insider John Heyman said that the Yankees' initial offer underwhelmed Rodon's camp. Is this the window, the opportunity, if you will, for the Cardinals to slip in and take Rodon From all of these other teams. Can they do it? Probably not. Probably not. Katie Wu from The Athletic wrote this about the starting pitching situation. Though multiple people within the organization were hopeful that left handed free agent Jose Quintana would return to St. Louis after playing such a pivotal role in the team's second half turnaround, the Mets had other plans swooping in and inking the veteran on a two year, $26 million deal. Of the remaining free agent pitchers, Carlos Rodan is the highest remaining starter on the market, though according to sources, it's unlikely the Cardinals would shell out the years and money Rodan is coveting at this time. So not even saying there's a chance anymore. Pretty much saying, yeah, he's way too expensive now. But what about another starting pitcher on the market? We gave you some of those names uh, recently. Would any of them interest the Cardinals? She writes this. Nathan Evaldi is widely considered the next best arm. Though the way the market has valued pitching this offseason, he too will come at a significant price. Mosaic didn't rule out the possibility of adding another arm, but a lower-cost swingman veteran with reliable starting experience is the probable prototype that the organization will target. Some names that could be of interest to St. Louis, Noah Syndergaard can start and also notch high-leverage multi-innings of relief. Jordan Lyles made 32 starts for a competitive Orioles squad last year. And former Cardinal Michael Waka, who posted a 3.32 ERA over 23 starts for Boston last season, is still looking to be picked up. Noah Syndergaard, Jordan Lyles, and Michael Waka. That's where we're at now. We've gone from Carlos Rodon to those guys. First off, you can put the Noah Syndergaard talk to bed because he signed a one-year deal for $13 million with the Dodgers tonight. So he's gone. And these other remaining free agents like Lyles, Waka, Kluber, who I talked about uh, yesterday, I mean, they're not guys that that make you a World Series contender. They're not. They're just solid dudes that would be luxuries to have if something happened to one of your top six guys that you already have. I mean, none of them are really going to move the needle, are they? Like, do any of those names excite you? I said that yesterday. Does any of this really get your juices flowing at all? are you looking at Michael Waka's return to St Louis and go like yes let's go celebrate let's have a beer man Michael Waka is back no no you're like nah great I guess uh, you know that, I feel like that's spending money just to spend the money I don't think that the guys you already have in your system and in your rotation already are any worse than what Michael Waka offers you so what is the point in signing somebody like that? So if you can't get what you need from the free agent market because it's starting to really shrink, then you got to go to the trade market, right? That's where you go next. And there are a couple of names that um, that have been brought up that could be of interest to the Cardinals. And I, I know I've gotten a lot of people who have written and said, you know, hey, let's talk about, you know, are there any guys out there we could trade for? Well, we're going to do that next right here on Locked on Cardinals. Yesterday, a rumor began. A rumor began floating about the Braves possibly making their ace Max Freed available, and none of us really took it all that seriously. But you know, it was a it was a fun conversation yesterday, and uh, it was nice to have. And that's what this next exercise is going to be about. It's it's about trade options that the Cardinals should look into. Um, we don't know if any of these guys are actually available, but it's a possibility. You know. I'm one of those guys that believes that everybody is available and should always be available. You should always be willing to listen to any sort of trade offers. Cause what if somebody, okay, Nolan Arnato what would it take for you to trade him? I mean, there's a package out there that you'd be like, well, oh, yeah, okay. If you gave me this. So like if the angels called you and go, give you trout, no Tani for Arnato you know, well, You're not going to do that. Of course you would do that. Uh, but that stuff doesn't really happen. So this is kind of a fun little exercise where we're going to throw out some names and see if they have any interest. And MLB.com actually posted a story about the top 10 trade candidates who could be on the move soon, which was perfect for us because that's what I want to focus on right now for this segment, specifically the pitching portion, both starters and relievers, because there's a part of me that wonders, okay? Follow me here. What if instead of trying to snag one of the elite starters, you decided instead to roll with the guys you got and then build an elite bullpen instead. You use the money that you thought you'd be able to use on one of these elite starters. They ended up being too expensive, so you take that money and then you build some like killer bullpen out of it. And you can get a couple of guys for the price it would have cost to get one guy in the starting rotation. I mean, if you like your rotation as is already and none of these other guys are much of an upgrade, don't spend money on them then spend it on other places, we know we could use some help in the bullpen, right? Now, is that too outside of the box to consider? I don't know. If you got a stable of guys that you trust that could throw five innings and then a whole gang of guys in the bullpen waiting who are just lights out, doesn't that lead you to more victories as well? Maybe we dive deeper into that in another episode, but for now, let's stick to this list that we got at MLB.com. So in the story, they put a couple of bats in there. Uh, The Red Sox, Bobby Dahlbeck, and Rafael Devers. Can you imagine, by the way, if the Red Sox lost Mookie Betts, then Xander Bogarts, and then Rafael Devers? Yikes. Like, Boston's going to lose their mind if that happens. Um, They also brought up the Blue Jays' Danny Jansen, but I'm sick of talking about him, so moving on. Uh, The Yankees' Gleybar Torres, the Diamondbacks' Dalton Varshow, and a name that I think we probably... Need to talk about more at some point. What about the Pirates' Brian Reynolds? Outfielder, switch hitter, kind of been stuck in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Can we prime out of there? Could he be somebody the Cardinals will be interested in? I don't know. We'll get to that at some other point. But for now, focusing on pitchers. So here are the names they brought up. First one, Chris Flexen from the Seattle Mariners. 28 years old, won 22 games the past two years, got an ERA under four those two seasons. Doesn't strike out a lot of guys. And I think the Cardinals are more interested in somebody who's got more swing and miss stuff than a Chris Flexen. So not sure that that's what the team is looking for. So let's move on. How about the Miami Marlins? Pablo Lopez. I know a lot of people have been asking about this guy. 26 years old, has sported a sub four ERA the past three seasons. Is a strikeout guy. He's got a career 8.6 strikeouts per nine, and he's under control until 2025. All of that sounds pretty darn yummy if you're a Cardinals fan, right? Uh the Marlins have depth at pitching thanks to the Cardinals giving them NL Young Award winner Sandy Alcantara a couple of seasons ago. I know, I know. Deep breaths, deep breaths. But um Lopez. Sounds good, right? He's somebody that I think they're already interested in. He's going to be a popular trade target. The Marlins are searching for more offense and uh, a lot of teams looking for pitching. So th- there's going to be a lot of people asking about him. But if you could flip him, if the, if the, what the Marlins are asking for is, say, um, a hitter with a lot of controllable years. So if you could flip him with a, a new bar or a Carlson, throw in you know, some prospect or a reliever or whatever and you could pry Pablo Lopez out of Miami. I, I think that's something they should look into, don't you? Uh, the next two pitchers that they list are relievers. You've got the White Sox, Liam Hendricks. Uh, they wrote this. The White Sox could use upgrades at second base in the corner outfield spots and in the starting rotation. So a Hendricks deal could help cover one or more of those positions. If the Cardinals deal from their strength, which in my opinion is corner outfielders, you've got O'Neill, Newbar, Burleson, Uh Moises Gomez, Juan Yepes. You can put Carlson in that mix too if you wanted to. Um think about this. Imagine having Liam Hendricks and Ryan Helsley coming out of your pen. You know? I mean, that's that's pretty dirty. That's kind of that's kind of nasty, right? And then the last thing they bring up was Gregory Soto from the Detroit Tigers. He's an all star each of the past two years. Left hander, he throws smoke, throws triple digits, is under club control through 2025. Making him an affordable, attractive trade candidate for a number of clubs. Now, I'm not sure what the Tigers are looking for. Probably everything, <laughs> considering their 66 and 96 record last year, despite signing Baez, which just did not work out whatsoever. Um, this team, the Cardinals, have this is what, you know looking at their roster right now. They've got elite play at the corners in Goldenado, right? You've got a solid grouping up the middle with Edmund. Contreras at catcher, Donovan at second base. Uh, you expect better years from O'Neill and Carlson, right? Like you don't expect them to go down, you expect those numbers to come back up. Uh, you hope Newpark continues to thrive and progress. And uh, on the bench, you've got some young bats who are ready to contribute. Juan Yepes, which I think is a very underrated piece of this team next year. I think he's going to be your main DH. Uh, Nolan Gorman, who's ready to contribute uh, not only at DH, but also on the infield. Give some days off to our our third base. Play some second base when uh, they need to move those things around. Uh, Alec Burleson, you know, uh, left-handed bat. You know, they've been looking for, uh, you know, people have said a left-handed bat off the bench with some pop. Well, Alec Burleson is that guy. He just hasn't done it at the major league level yet, so you got to give him a chance first before you can say he's not worth giving that spot to. Like, is he going to be better than Corey Dickerson? I hope so. He at least will give you what Corey Dickerson did and won't cost you $5 million. And then, of course, you've got Jordan Walker in your pocket, ready to go, uh, depending on how he looks at AAA Memphis, or even in spring training, might make the club out of spring training this year. So that's another wild card. So I'm not as concerned about the offense, but When it gets to the starting pitching, it's good, but it's not great, right? Like, if you don't get Jack Flaherty the way he was in 2019, uh, and you get more of the injury-prone kind of, "Eh, he's all right kind of guy, you're in trouble, you know? Because you don't really have an ace. Um, There's just not a lot of options out there to improve your starting rotation right now. The bullpen, though, it's got some good pieces already. But if you can upgrade that to an elite level, I think the team needs to look into it. So uh, Liam Hendricks, Gregory Soto, there's a bunch of free agent guys out there that you might be able to get on one year deals who are just trying to uh, do one more one year deal. Maybe can sign a, a you know two or three after that if they have a good season. I don't know. Maybe that's the route you go and uh, make another portion of this team elite, because right now it's just at the corners. That's it. Nothing else is elite about this team whatsoever, and I find it hard to believe that that sort of a team would win a World Series championship. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but just something I've been thinking about. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube, follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.